Hey, good people. Welcome to the Living Aligned podcast, where we dig into all things related to getting our personal life, professional life, and relationships in agreement with the best version of ourselves so we can be free to serve fully and authentically. I'm your host, Sasha Matt, and I'm so excited today because it's story time. I will be telling you guys a little bit more about my personal journey and why I'm so passionate about living aligned. So today I'm sharing a part of my own story, which illustrates why I'm so passionate about living in alignment. Now, not only am I a life coach, but I am a, I'm what they call a social entrepreneur. Three weeks after graduating college, my best friend, Michelle Blue of The Journey with Blue, she and I launched a company called Benet, which is a collection of gifts that give back. We help support educational initiatives um, like secondary school for girls in Ghana, and we also support some educational initiatives domestically here in the States. The idea actually came from Michelle's study abroad trip. This was maybe our sophomore year in college. Michelle went on a study abroad trip to Ghana with her fashion merchandising group. She attended the University of Georgia at the time, And while they were in Ghana, they actually were able to do some outreach as well. So she went to a local charity and met a group of girls. Now, these girls, to our Western trained eye, seemingly have very little, right? They come from really, really rural backgrounds or really troubling situations. But they had so much joy, so much hope for their future, and they were really just fighting for a better chance for themselves and their communities. So Michelle being Michelle called me very emotionally and was telling me all about the experience, all about these girls that she met, all about how, you know, they have to take on so much just to go through school. And it was an immediate light bulb for me. It clicked immediately for me because some of my background, I am originally from Jamaica. So I know exactly what it's like to have to pay for everything when it comes for school. Your school fee, your uniforms, your books, your a way to get to school, everything. I think some things may be a little bit different now, but when I was there, you had to pay for all the things, right? So unlike the states where you can you have all these resources at your disposal like a yellow bus to come and pick you up and take you to school there are a lot of places in the world where you not having a way to school can stop you from going right not to mention having to come up with lunch money and all these things right so i un- fully understood the barriers that could be between a child and their opportunity for education so again i understood and I also grew up personally um, with the rhythm of giving back. So I, it, all, all this to say, it was, it was a very easy conversation for me to have, easy for me to visualize what she was going through. So it was all a no-brainer for me. So we said, okay, let's try to merge some of the two reasons that you're there. I mean, sure, we can scrape up what we have and make a one-time donation, but we really wanted to be a part of this these girls' stories long-term. So limiting it to just what she and I could do as sophomores in college would only go so, for, so far. You know, it could only do so much and no more. 
to say, okay, let's merge the two reasons why you're there, fashion and philanthropy. Let's try to do something that can be bigger than just us. Okay. So we're excited, right? She comes back to the States and we hit the ground running. Little known fact, Benet was actually originally supposed to be a full clothing line. Like we had everything. We had skirts, dresses, jackets, scars, like everything that you could think of that could go on your body. We were going to make and it was going to be amazing and colorful like the prints. And it was just, it was going to be a whole thing. But again, we were two kids in college and we really didn't have any real experience for real. So fashion merchandising is very different than fashion designing. And I was a math major, so I was way out out of my league here. So we got overwhelmed very quickly, like just doing the patterns and then the sizes and the variations of everything. We would have been in debt before we even created our first real sample. So honestly, we got so overwhelmed that we put the whole idea down for a while. Um, and, you know, we just, we didn't know what to do. But eventually that, that nudge was still there between the both of us. We're like, man, you know, we don't know how to do this, but these girls are still there. They're still in need. There's still so much impact that we can make by doing something, right? So let's just do something. A part of our samples, we had infinity scarves. So we said, okay, here are scarves. We don't have to deal with sizes. We don't have to deal with patterns per se. Let's just start with this and see what we can do. So that's actually how Benet scarves came about. It was just, we just wanted to do something and scarves were, it was honestly the easiest thing that we could manage at the time with a very limited budget and very limited experience. So we started with scarves and that's how it went. Like, and honestly, for two kids with no experience, we went on to do quite well. We had some magazine features. We ended up in Southern Living Magazine. We won one of their beauty awards, got a great feature for that. We got called out in Essence once, Upscale Magazine, like a bunch of local publications. We had a major partnership with Walmart and Pantene. And most of all, we got to help put girls through secondary school. But before I, I jump, so dig into the why, which is that, and it, it, that's great. Let me just back up and kind of paint a little bit more vivid of a picture of what we went through. So Michelle was at the University of Georgia during this time, and I was in Tallahassee at Florida A&M University. So we, everything was being done virtually. Honestly, our whole business existence have been virtual because even after I graduated, I moved to Ohio um, for a job. And every time that we had to do something that required physical presence, because we were still based in Atlanta, we're childhood friends. So Atlanta was considered home and that's where most of our support system was. So even though after college, I moved to Ohio, Michelle moved to Atlanta, everything was in Ohio. I mean, excuse me, everything was in Atlanta. So I would literally take a bus nine hours each way every single time we had to do a photo shoot or have a meeting or have a pop-up show or something. I would take a bus each way because that's what we could afford. Even though I was working, 
uh, everything that I was making that was in excess, I was putting back into the business or in other personal investments. So I was not about to be balling on no flights. It was just the bus. The bus, you could get a ticket for as low as $10 sometimes, max $50. So, you know, at $10, you can't beat that. I would get my little butt on a bus and ride that wave to and from so I could do what we had to do. And that's how we worked. It was very scrappy. Like we didn't, again, there were no big investments. It was just, we knew we wanted to do this thing and that's how we were working. We got all the free resources we could get. We leaned in on a community. Like we would be nothing without the community that helped us. Shout out to Miss Blue, our parents who allowed their homes to be taken over by MV Benet headquarters, um, to our friends Noemi and Russell who helped us creatively to do the things that we couldn't do ourselves. Like even, you know, everyone who liked the picture shared everything. Like there was so much support around us that really made this thing happen that, you know, we can't really take credit for. So that also goes to show how when you start something, the world kind of falls into place and meets you halfway. When you are in alignment, you are doing something for the greater good, resources show up. Like there is no, if if I look back, if you ask me to this day how we got done half of the stuff that we got done, I literally could not tell you because it was just such a divine, <laughs> a divine kind of path that had so much, it was bigger than us, not just the impact that we we're going to make, but the way that people rallied around us and helped us, whether that was even in advice. Like, again, we were very inexperienced. And this was a time before the whole, before all the IG business guru, gurus. Like, to illustrate, Michelle and I created our IG accounts the day of the Benet launch party. So this was in 2013. So IG existed. We're both kind of late adapters of these things, but it existed, but it was nowhere near the level that it, that is at today where you could just, you know, follow somebody and see how to start a business. It wasn't like that. So we were really just scrapping these things along and figuring this out, feeling it out as we were building. But it was, it was all worth it, worth it. And it all really, really panned out and it's been an invaluable experience to be honest like I said we were able to accomplish quite a bit for two inexperienced college kids and the biggest accomplishment though is to go back to that was helping those girls when we take in girls a girl we commit to their entire matriculation so secondary school is about three years and it's not just school we pay for their tuition uniforms books and supplies and it's a boarding school so we kind of support them through that whole thing and it was important to us to commit to the whole matriculation because we never wanted it to be a situation where we supported a girl one year and then just to get a numbers up and say we're going to support all these girls what if we support someone one year and then next year they don't get any sponsorship and now they're, you know, they're, they have to go back to home or they have to drop out or whatever the situation was. We never wanted that to be the, the case. So instead of searching for numbers and just bringing in a bunch of girls for the sake of saying, oh, we did 50 girls or whatever, we just focused on a handful that we knew that even if this business fails, we can today, we can still support them 
all the way through their to their graduation. So the first group of girls that graduated, we actually went back to Ghana to put on a little celebration for them because um, they didn't really have a formal graduation ceremony. So we did a whole thing. And thank you again to our community who donated to help us get there. Um, and that was that was our why. Like to be face to face with your why is a whole nother it's a whole nother dimension. Like honestly, we met the girls because mind you now at this point we're years removed. So this is a different group of girls than the initial group that Michelle met when we had the idea. So this was our first time meeting them in person. And when we did, when we stood there face to face with them, literally tears just started rolling down both our faces. And to be honest, I expected that from Michelle. I did not expect it from myself. And the girls are like, why are you crying? They couldn't understand. And for us, we did because we had been working for years just off of the desire. Like this was what was driving us for this long and to be standing here and seeing the fruition of that was just so gratifying to a whole nother level that I can barely do justice talking about now so that was our why that's that was what had driven us this whole time and that's what made everything worth it and that's what still drives us today is the ability to make an impact in the lives of folks who may not have the same opportunities because like I mentioned I end up getting a scholarship to school like I came here in a in a in pursuit of education I'm not sure if I did mention that I got a scholarship but I did end up getting a scholarship for university which was critical because you know my fan we didn't have a college fund to send me this to school it wasn't like that so not only was it critical to have the support of my family and friends you know my family was able to get us this to get me this far to be in a place that could afford me a scholarship. And the same went for Michelle, you know, her family in their own right did what they had to do. And Michelle ended up getting a scholarship to school as well. But everyone is not in that situation. You know, there's a lot of people who are particularly young people who no matter how much they work or how bright they are, just their situation limits them um, based on the resources in the place that they're in. So everyone needs some kind of help. Let's just put it that way, honestly. And no one is no one has gotten to where they are without that. So recognizing the amount of help that we both got in our own personal journeys, it was only right to pay that forward in some way. And there's no better time than the present. If we were waiting on a million dollars before we felt like we could start giving, we would still be here sitting here talking about ideas today. The f- The key was we had this idea. We, we were convinced that we could, and we were convinced that we could do what it takes to actually get that result. And that's really all it took was that dedication because it, it really, it didn't start with a bag of money. It just started with an idea and some passion and having a very clear why, like to the point where even when we did get overwhelmed and we put it down, something in us said, no, we got to pick this back up. People, these girls still need our help. Let's figure this out. And that's what we did. And that's what we're doing. Now, I want to make very clear though, that 
it wasn't all fun and games and passion and magazine features and stuff. Yeah, we're doing good work and we are, we're getting good results and we have a, a team around us and we're, you know, it's great. But it was hard a lot of times. Like we have lost a lot of money. We've taken some big hits in our business. You know, we've taken some, we've made some expensive mistakes. We have gone through some, you know, tough lessons. And that's just a part of the process is what we've come to realize. But it's something that is important to say because I don't want us to feel like just because we are in alignment that everything is going to always feel that way. It doesn't, honestly. Like, there has, it's an it's a recurring conversation between Michelle and I on, you know, man, do we, do we do this? And that's honestly one of the things that is so valuable in having a partner or having someone around you that can, you can kind of communicate with, because honestly, there's been times when I'm like, you know, blue, deep, I don't really know. And then she has to, she has to be the one to pick us up and vice versa. She may be feeling low one day and I'm the one to say, okay, no, let's, let's pick this up. Let's keep this going. So that's the reality of it. The reality of it isn't all fun and games, but again, if you focus on your why, then it all makes it worth it. Another thing that is important to mention is the fact that we got on so many occasions the faced with the question, you know, well, is this a nonprofit? Is it a business? Like, what is it? You know, for some reason, people can't, people have to put things in boxes in order for it to make sense to them. Um, but it's important to understand that once you have a why and you have a mes- method that you can see that gets you to that place, you make the rules, right? So you can have a hybrid just because you want to serve or you have the passion to serve someone or serve a community. It doesn't have to be community service. It doesn't have to look like a charity. It could, absolutely could. And we'll have, you know, we'll be talking about other ideas and I'll bring some guests in to talk about ways that you can do that, different ways that you can do that. But it could very well be a product-based business that you just use in order to serve a community through the actual product or through the profits that come from that product. Because, you know, we make silk scarves. A silk scarf in and of itself is not really helping kids in Africa, but because we sell that, we're able to still make that impact. Um, so it can be a very creative hybrid of something that you you do to merge some of your passions together and still get to that end result. Or it could actually be a direct service that you're using to impact personal lives like I do with coaching. But there are so many ways that you can get to a desired result that really, you know, can take the limits off of yourself and really open the doors to so much things that are so much bigger than what you you may have thought initially so that's my two cents there now for anyone who is thinking about serving a community in 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 a certain way or does have a heart to give back or does have 
a passion for a product that you know is going to change lives. My tips for you are first and foremost to just start. We were two broke college kids with no experience. We, I mean, we weren't broke per se, quote unquote. We worked our way through. I had jobs. I was a math tutor, a physics tutor. I was a brand ambassador. Like I did all these little odd jobs while being a math major in order to make some money to put, to start this business. Michelle did the same thing. She was an RA. She did note taking. She did a bunch of randoms. I think she worked in the on-campus restaurant and cafeteria at one point. You know, we were just very resourceful to start, to have some type of seed money to start with. But it was never like we had any big investment or we were waiting on umpteen thousand dollars in order to feel like we could do something. We would make some money and say, okay, well, this week we're going to get the website done. This week, okay, now you got some more money. We can pay for this this week. It was literally that simple. And the simplicity in that, maybe, you know, ignorance is bliss. And that's one of the things that made us feel that we had the or give us the audacity to start something like that. But when you overthink something, that can really paralyze us. Analysis, we have analysis paralysis. But if you just kind of simplify that and break it down into chunks, you can just start it. Start where you are. Start where you are with what you have and see where it goes. Every day you get a little bit closer. Even if you send an email that regard that is, you know, in relation to it every day. You just start and keep going, keep chipping away at it bit by bit. And you'll, you know, you'll keep moving in that direction. My next tip is having a good community or partnership. If you're in alignment, it is critical to put other people around you that are also in alignment with your goals. For me, it was a partner. I was I am, it's not was, because this is still a present thing, but I am incredibly blessed to have the business partner that I do have who, you know, we're always on the same page. Our values are aligned because that's another thing. If you start a business with somebody, it's like a marriage. Like you talk every day, you have a joint bank account, like you really truly have to trust this person. So don't take that lightly. But having a partner can really do so much for the life of your business, not only, and for your own sanity. Because not only is this person vital to supplement your each other's skills, but it's good to just have someone to bounce ideas off of, to pick you up when you're low. Like we have, we take turns having to motivate each other like okay what we doing today are you not feeling it no no, we gotta go that's that's critical and if you know if you don't have a business partner you still gotta find someone or find a community that you can feed off of or, or cultivate energy around because that can make a world of difference and benet is nothing without our support system as i mentioned like the people who have helped us creatively, the people who have helped us physically, who have, you know, played their part, who have liked a picture, who has done any, bought a product even, like that is what makes any business. So definitely don't take that for granted, but know how to appreciate your community as well and to lean into them when you need that. The third thing is to 
focus on the impact and do your part. So when we went back to Ghana for the graduation, one thing that we did was visit homes of some of the girls. One girl in particular was the oldest of 10. In that moment, I realized that if we did nothing else over the years but help this one girl, that would have been enough. Because this one girl has 10 other little people looking up directly at her as an example. And not only that, she was like one of maybe two or three other girls in her community that even had the chance to go to secondary school. So not only is she making an impact within her immediate family, but now she is a example within her community. And she was very adamant. One of her dreams was to come back into the community to be a teacher. So again, that is direct impact. And that started because we not, and when I say we, I don't mean Michelle and I, I mean, everyone who's touched this thing helped her achieve an educational goal that, you know, can then pay forward in another way. There's so much that can happen when you just start and focus on the impact and do your part, right? Maybe we won't be able to support this girl all the way through to a PhD program or whatever. I don't know what the future holds for her after a certain point, but we took her into a next step, right? And as much as we would love to be able to do that, you know, capacity can only our capacity can all only do so much but it's not focus on what you can't do you focus on what you can do and what you can do allow allows you to bring something from point a to point b and then maybe something else picks it up from point b to c and that will make that's what makes the world go round when we all do our part so i share all this not just so that you all can get to know me a little bit better but to show how you can start something with very little, but still make a huge impact. Benet has been amazing in not only the impact that it's been able to make in other people's lives, but also what it's been able to teach us as business owners. And it's set us up and laid our foundation in order to do the next thing. And it's opened up our eyes and our world into so much more that we can do even outside of this. And that's really the key is to just start. Don't wait until you feel like you have enough. There's never a good time, quote unquote, or a perfect time, but you have all that it takes right now to start doing something. And once you do that, the world will conspire with you to get it done. If you have a desired outcome, if you have a North Star that you are aligning to, especially when that North Star is dealing with the betterment of something else or someone else or another community, trust me, you will have all that you need in order to get that done. The world will literally conspire with you to get it done. So don't wait. You definitely have what it takes to start now and you can do it. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe. And follow us on Instagram at Living Aligned. We'd love to keep the conversation going there. And I'd love to stay connected with you guys. Until next time.